Oh, you want to talk about stocks and, and China? Yeah, is that what we're going to talk about? Because that is super excited. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that Tim Cook's going to go to jail, though. Oh, yeah? Oh, you think? Oh, for that whole SEC for, violation thing, you think? For, uh... I mean, the first thing I thought when... So, on Monday, August 24th, Apple's stock, like much of the stock market, tanked for a while. And so, Tim Cook sends an email to uh, Jim Cramer, who is famous for being a crazy person who shouts a lot. <laughs> and we have a lot Tim, of those in America. <laughs> Tim, Tim Cook, basically the opposite person from Jim Cramer. <laughs> But so he sent an email saying, hey, we're doing great, and things in China are great, and boy, we're going to do great. And so suddenly Apple was the only tech stock that was, like, positive on Monday while everything else was crashing. But the first thing I thought when I saw a screenshot of his email that Kramer apparently, like, read out loud on his show and it was tweeted out, I was like, boy, I don't think you can do that in a publicly traded company. Like, I happen to work now for a publicly traded company, and I can't say anything to anyone. I can't even introduce myself. That might be the restraining orders. But it's... yeah. I, also, you're, I not, you're not the CEO. If, if you're just True. joining us, this is Frex Liedman. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I, mean, I don't know. So, wait, wait, so what, what did he story. say that, was, that would be potentially compromising? He effectively, the argument could be made, and I think the SEC will probably find him. That's, that's my financial law advice uh, insight. <laughs> um, that's what people is have. This, is this, are, we, are you breaking this right now? Is anybody else, have you heard talk of this anyplace else? Yeah, there, I've seen yeah, it. There, there, there were a couple of okay. posts. Yeah. But it was my first thought yesterday. Uh, but basically, what he said was, our sales in China over the past two months have been really robust or whatever. I don't know. I don't have the email in front of me, but something along those lines. Um, and, uh, like, that's effectively reporting on earnings before their earnings call. And so the questions are, how long did Jim Cramer, MarketWatch, write about it? So how long did Jim Cramer have the email before he read it on the air? Because he's not just in the media. He also manages right, right, funds. Right. So it's like if he could act on the email first and then tell everybody else mm. about it, he could potentially buy low, sell high kind of thing. And they don't want you to do that. Uh, so, but I mean, I he didn't divulge any quantitative information. He just sort of gave like a assessment. Str- is that is that enough? I don't know. I'm continued I, to experience strong growth for our business in China through July and August. Growth and growth in iPhone activations has actually accelerated over the past few weeks. And we have had the best performance of the year for the app store in China during the last two weeks. And he specifically adds there, I can't yeah. predict the future, but our performance so far this quarter is reassuring. So he's basically saying, we're doing great. And you can't quite do that. I it's did against not, the law. I did not read this one as PB Harmon. <laughs> Dan, did you listen to the last episode that you were not on? Of course I listened to it. <laughs> I heard the Pee Wee Herman Eula reading. Okay. I thought it was inspired. So, okay. You heard the first three minutes. Yeah, yeah. I turned it off after that. Yeah, that, <laughs> that was the high point. That's all, all you really needed to listen to. Should we, should we clarify for our listeners uh, where we're all recording from today? Probably should, yeah. I'm on the moon. <laughs> it's nice. I'm in like... Dan Moran's house in Boston. What? <laughs> Wait a minute. Now John Moltz and I are occupying his palatial, his palatial office. Palatial. That's a big office. Yeah. 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 It's the magic of podcasting. No it's, one knows what I'm, you know, no one can prove attic. that or disprove that. It's the attic. And by the oh. time the hour is up, we'll be uh, completely sweltering. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you did use the attic as the recording space. So that's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. And the, I will uh, say, you both the, sound good. You're sharing one mic, like, like you're, you're the Beatles sharing a mic right now. On essentially. Harmonies? Yeah, right. exactly. Right. That's what it looks like. I don't know. I don't know. Are you, are you John? I'm, I'm sitting in Dan's lap. <laughs> <and I'm... laughs> 
I'm pretty sure John should be John, yes. Okay, all right. I, it's the no part Dan he was born to there's play. There's no Dan in the Beatles, so I don't know who I am. Uh, take the hint, Dan. <laughs> oh, there is no Dan. In no, there's no I in team, no there's, Dan in Beatles. I'm pretty sure there's not an Alexander either. Mm, mm, yeah, take that, Friedman. Yeah, I'm all right with it. So, uh, so busy week in the Mac community, right? No, nothing. No, anything. August. God, I hate August. There was another. There was another possible. I think there was a rumor about maybe actually there will be a four-inch phone. Oh God. So, First there is, then yeah. there isn't. Someone, someone, uh, Business Insider, I think, had a post that was like, what was it? Oh, it was the, they had a post about Apple possibly, someone in San Francisco has rented out some gigantic conference space for the week that is around when the Apple event is speculated to be. And they were going off on how it was like, oh, well, this could mean a gigantic Apple event because it's this huge auditorium that seats so many more people than the Yerba Buena Center. But we actually don't know if it's Apple, and it could just be totally something else entirely. <laughs> Which is my favorite part of the Apple press. The Best Buy CEO said Apple Apple Watch demand so strong. <laughs> Did he post it as a meme? So I'm not sure what that means exactly. It's so strong. How strong is it? Um, I heard that they're going to make a four-inch Apple Watch, so I'm excited for that. <laughs> if your Apple Watch is longer than four inches, please consult oh, a physician. Okay. Yeah. You know, I, I was actually thinking like, it would take a lot for me to buy a new Apple Watch anytime soon. Well, I, I was having this conversation with someone yesterday um, because I was talking about the limitations of the first gen, or, or at least the limitations of WatchOS 1, and saying that native apps are coming in WatchOS 2, and that would be a big deal. Uh, and, but part of the problem is that you know they crammed a lot of process into, into a very small space, so uh, you know there are some just limitations of the hardware. But I don't think that they will release one anytime soon because, you know, I, I think they bought them. I, I've said this before, but I think they put themselves in a corner with the iPad, like just everybody expecting it to get released every year and a new one. And it turns out that they've kind of not exactly plateaued, but I've talked to people, developers about the iPad Air 2, and they're like, that thing is crazy powerful. It's mm -hmm. way more powerful than anything it needs to do. So right. when this year runs around, if they introduce yet another one and it's like, well, people still aren't buying they're making yeah. them faster than people can buy them and so well, the, the problem for developers too is that so many people have the old ones that they can't you know they can't even try to take advantage of the power in the air too because then they would they would only be able to sell it to the people who own the air too right and, and they most people don't own the air too a friend of mine has an ipad 2 and was complaining about the fact that it basically couldn't do much and he's like i don't want much i just want to browse the web and like read pdfs but it's kind of sluggish even there on ios 8 uh, and which is kind of the two double-edged sword with the whole Apple's really good about trying to bring all like a bunch of older products and make them compatible with the current software. But it doesn't mean the software runs well. I mean, if you've used iOS 8 on an yeah. iPad 2 or an iPhone 4 S, I guess, is the lowest one. And does it go back to the four? I forget. But either one, it's, it's kind of a piece of shit, basically. Uh, well, I I actually I think I was telling Moltz this. Um, I recently got the. Uh, the newest version of the iPad mini. Uh -huh. um, I got the iPad mini three in space gray. I have a question for you. Yeah. Why? Um, <laughs> do you <laughs> know the answer to this question? Are you fucking Long with me right story. now? <laughs> I actually don't know the answer to this question. Uh, the, the, the very short Funny version story. is um, people sent me a couple of them for free to thank me for being a valued customer. So I got two of these iPad minis. I'm out. 
<laughs> I got two of these. I'm so angry right now. I got two of these iPad Mini 3 Wi Fi 64 gigabyte space grays. And mm-hmm. here's what I noticed. Yeah, I did. And so here's what I noticed it's heavier than the iPad Mini, which I think everybody knew, but I forgot about. And number two, it has Touch ID, which I forget to use 89% of the time, although I'm really trying to train myself. But I have noticed no other, like, man, this is so much better than my other iPad Mini that I had before kind of performance improvements. It's kind of exactly the same. I, I'm sure it's not. I know the internals are better somehow or other, but uh, I don't know. I was I was expecting more. Like, I wanted, I wanted my crossy road crossing to be super fast now, and it seems like it's at the same speed as it ever was. Well, it's because the iPad Mini 3 is not any better than the iPad Mini 2. That's the one where they just updated with Touch ID and, like, did nothing else? And made it gold. Yeah. Yeah. Right, but it's, it seems like it's heavier than my other iPad Mini. Well, you had an iPad, original iPad Mini or an I iPad did. Mini 2? I did. I had the first edition iPad Mini. I had the original one as well. I think it's it's pretty close. I mean, it's not if it is heavier, it's not that much heavier, but it might be have more battery because of the retina display. Right. I'm very sensitive. No, I had the iPad yeah, Mini with retina display, sensitive. for sure. Well, you I had an iPad had, Mini with Retina Display? Yeah, I had then the you first went to the two. iPad Mini with Retina. So yeah. I had the two, and I went to the three? There's literally okay. no difference between those two except for the color. Got it. Yeah. All right. And the Touch ID sensor. So if that's ID. a lot heavier, if that Touch ID sensor yeah. weighs like a pound that, or two. It does, man. That Touch ID sensor. Boy, speaking of things that weigh heavily on my mind, um, you guys come up with a, another topic hair? while I want hair? to tell you something. We'll no. try. I want to tell you about SoftLayer, an IBM company. SoftLayer delivers a cloud built for speed. Your business applications and compute workloads are different from everyone else's. So you deserve cloud resources that meet your unique needs. Some workloads need to scale up and down quickly, and they benefit from virtual servers in a public cloud environment. Some workloads need the raw power of bare metal servers for compute or storage-intensive tasks. SoftLayer is one of the only cloud providers that provisions bare metal servers and virtual servers from a single seamless platform, all on demand all connected to the same open API, all connected to a global private network. SoftLayer is an IBM company, and it's the cloud infrastructure foundation of all IBM cloud products and services. Even if you're not looking for infrastructure, you can benefit from SoftLayer infrastructure when you use platform or software services for IBM cloud. All of our listeners have the opportunity to get $500 of cloud infrastructure by visiting softlayer.com slash podcast. That's soft, L-A-Y-E-R.com slash podcast. You can order... Bare metal servers, virtual servers, storage, networking, and security services in your choice of 24 data centers around the world. And all of those servers and services are connected to SoftLayer's unique network of networks, which separate public-private management traffic so the traffic to and from your cloud infrastructure travels more efficiently. You can automate and control your cloud infrastructure with a granular API, or you can perform any necessary management actions in the easy-to-use SoftLayer customer portal. So go to SoftLayer.com slash podcast to get started with your $500 off server storage, network, and security on a cloud built for speed from SoftLayer. Our thanks to SoftLayer from IBM for, uh, you know, sponsoring the rebound. Well, that's great. I'm glad they're sponsoring the rebound. Me too. As opposed to any other podcast. Well, yeah. Because the rest of us don't get free iPads. Um, yeah, so, yeah, so here's my thing with the iPad. We were talking about the upgrade cycles, and I, and yeah. I think I wrote something about this last week on Macworld, but, like, the idea that... Mac what? Mac what? That's what it's called. <laughs> um, so, there was some rumor that an iPad Air 3 might not appear, and I actually kind of buy that. I think that there's a chance that they rev the iPad mini and the iPad and, and release this mythical large screen iPad and don't rev the sort of middle ground one. That's my, that's my theory. 
Because I don't know if they need a new 9.7-inch one right now. I think they would do something no matter what, even if it's just storage. You think like, I mean, what, what is this? Does the iPad Air start at, what, 16 right now? Yeah. Yeah, that's still pretty shitty. It really does. They all like start. If, all start. 16 is not. It's just, it's not really that useful anymore. But right, I also don't see them going to 32 for the intro because I think the price is, is still not good enough. Is it, is it 16, 64, 128 like mm-hmm. the phones? Interesting. For the Air 2. For the Air 2. The other ones are like, basically, we don't make as many yeah. anymore. Well, the the the, 16, the yeah so the, for the mini three too right the current versions the previous you know the previous generation is smaller sixteen and three previous generation wow yeah I don't I feel like they wouldn't just say and we've so here's our new iPad Mini and here's our new iPad Maxi and then here's the uh, I don't think they're gonna call it an iPad I Maxi don't. Lex <laughs> you don't, maybe a Maxi Pad would they call it I don't know um, a Max iPad that's what they would call it and Emacs, no, I think Emacs they would, iPad, yes. They, they would want to have something, right? So they just say, and if you want the original 9.7 inch, although who wants that shitty size anymore? That's what Tim Cook's going to say. No, Phil Schiller. Can't innovate my ass. We don't even use the 9.7 inch anymore. Then, like, we've done this to it. Like, now it's available in a wide array of colors. Because there's people who've been waiting oh, yeah, that's possible. and sitting it out. And they need to do something. Like, they would have something different on that. I just don't I, think there's a huge spec bump because I, I don't... Totally. I don't know. It seems... It seems weird to make a full court press on the iPad, right? If they were to release a new iPad Air 3, a larger iPad, and a smaller iPad, all at like an event in October, it's like, hey, you guys, I know you guys aren't buying the iPad, but is that possibly because we don't have enough iPads? <laughs> you think about, you're not buying the iPad this, now? How about this many iPads? With it? Now would you buy one? Look how many iPads you cannot buy now. <laughs> all of them. <laughs> pink, but, I think a uh, pink. But it is telling that I have, you know, I know people who use iPad 2s and it's like they're still using them even though they kind of suck because they don't feel like, in some cases, they don't feel like they have the money to go buy a new one. And that that indicates to me that there's a there's a problem there. Does it seem, I mean, does it seem to you that it actually has gotten to the point where there are too many things for us to own? Yes. <laughs> I mean, no, for, I'm trying to collect them all, John. Well, I know you're trying to collect them all, but you can't because... Yeah it's like now you have to have a you have to have a smartphone you have to have a smartwatch you have to have a a tablet and yeah you still have to have a computer from you know 20 years ago (laughs) well and i have different uses for some of them but it does feel like especially when i travel and i'm like well i should bring the ipad Eh, but i'm gonna need to do work so i should bring a laptop well i guess i should bring both and i don't go anywhere without my phones (laughs) and my watch (laughs) oh god help me (laughs) i really like the apple watch which is good because it's expensive and I wanted to like it. And it's super glued to your wrist. <laughs> but I I don't know. I can't shake the feeling that it's pretty stupid. <laughs> <laughs> huh. All right. Wow. Tell Gee, me more. Man. I, I don't know. I mean, it's just, it's like. Well, so everybody asks us, right? Like, I'm sure you guys, like, you go out and people are like. Yeah, what do you think of that old Apple Watch? Is that The number one question I get is, is that the Apple Watch? And then the second <laughs> question is, how do you like it? Yeah. Is that any good? And like, what am I going to say? No, it's stupid. And yeah, I exactly. my entire life. <laughs> I end up I'm with, an idiot. I end up I'm with a gigantic that. man child. I should never have bought this. <laughs> I, but so what I have, the answer that I give, I've talked about on the show where it's like, I get a lot of emails. Some of it is emergency email and some of it's not. And being able to say, I mean, I talked about attorney's this corner actually, but I was, I've been able to say like, sure, that's true. Uh, sometimes like it used to be, I had my phone at the dinner table, and if an urgent email came in, I would reply right away. And if a non-urgent email came in, I would reply right away because my phone's right there. Why not? But now I can leave the phone in my pocket or on the other side of the kitchen, and if it's 
if I flick my wrist and it's not, and I don't even have push email, right? So the emails are coming like only every 15 minutes at the max. Uh, so if it's not an urgent email, I can just put my watch down and like ignore it. And if it is an urgent email, I have to actually physically get up and say, look, family, here's something that's more important than you as I walk away and go to my phone. And so you actually recognize like, your children now is what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> two of them at least. But <laughs> Two out of three in bed. Uh, yeah, yeah. Right. It's, it's a start. That's why um, I just had one. <laughs> but that's... Uh, I like that, but I, I mean, I just like the fact that I have um, the time on my wrist, which I suppose I could do with a non-Apple Watch, and I appreciate that I'm getting the notification there, right? It's it's convenient. You suppose. But you suppose. It, I suppose, <laughs> but it is not. It's it's less. The, the iPhone feels like a necessity. The yeah. iPad feels like totally not a necessity, and the Apple Watch feels like less of a necessity than the iPad, which is totally not a, not a necessity. Well, I, I actually left. I was leaving a hotel, and uh, I got in like the shuttle to go to the airport, and we got about a block away. And I realized I did like the Stop, frantic. I left my phone. I did. I left my phone, and I, I almost I've never done that before. Um, and but the the brief that brief moment of like when I realized that the anxiety that came over me was so I was and I was thinking about it later. It's like. God, like the only, I mean, if I left my wallet somewhere, maybe I would feel like about that anxious because, yeah. oh God, I have to replace all this stuff. Everything's in it. But the phone, like, I mean, one of the things, it was my boarding pass. Like, and I just had this moment of, oh my God, like, what would I do if I left my phone behind? And I was like, okay. I, and I later on thought about, it, I was like, okay, I probably could have gotten to the airport and printed out my boarding pass and stuff. But I did have that moment of, <gasps> It's like Back to the Future when is when he starts getting erased from the picture. <laughs> you, start, you cease to become a person. Just like yeah, I look down at my wrist where the Apple Watch is. It's yeah. gone. It's just he's being erased from time. I mean, there, there are reasons to be stressed out about it. First, you're gonna have to obviously buy a new one, but you're gonna have to repair your Apple Watch, and that takes an hour. It's a whole thing to get it set up again. Like, but if like I, I left my Apple Watch somewhere, I would have been really annoyed. But it wouldn't have been like it would have been the pain of like mis- misplacing something that costs hundreds of dollars, right, right. but not the misplay the like pain of anxiety of like oh my god, I can't get anything done. No, like traveling without uh, uh, traveling, like, especially with airplanes, without an iPhone now or without a smartphone in general seems very fraught with stress to me because basically there are no pay phones now. Right. <laughs> and you are totally like out of communication if you don't have a phone. Like you'd literally have to borrow a phone from strangers. Well, and even there, call somebody. how many people's phone numbers do you know? Oh, God, none. <laughs> yeah, so like I could call my best friend from high school who I still and then, know and I know his cell phone number, so that right, would actually you, give me sorry. I could call my parents and then... You could, you could tell them, you could tell your friend or your parents what your iCloud password is, have them, have them log in on the web, and then if your contacts are on iCloud, they could find their numbers for you. Two-factor authentication, so no. <laughs> oh, God, you're screwed. Oh, I screwed myself. Dead. Well, so yeah, so I could call my parents, my best friend from high school, or the Thai takeout place down the street from me, and I would be fine. Do you think they have... What if I gave them my iCloud password? I could tell, I could call Pizza Hut in Why Missing Pennsylvania. It's 777-7777. So I could call them. I don't even know my wife's current phone number. <laughs> Yeah, she, I don't know my we girlfriend's. Had, we, got, we got cell phones, like, we got our first cell phones, like, in the late 90s. And we had the same number for years. We both each had the same number, and I still have that number. And then when she started a business, she ditched her old number and got a new number mm-hmm. um, for the business. And, she and for get, a while, she had two phones. She didn't get, like, a catchy, like, uh, number that spelled something? No, but it's it's a... It's a it, the crazy thing is, it's a fairly memorable number, but I can't. I don't have no idea what it is. I've got, Obviously, I've got, not that memorable. I've got an idea. I've got an idea of what some of the numbers are that are in it, but I don't. I'm pretty but, sure there's like a seven, six, five, or four in there. I'm and pretty I can, sure. And I can. But the thing is, Could I can like, tell you. I can tell you what her original number is. But I was gonna say, like, if she's got a business, can't you like look her up in the yellow pages? Ha <laughs> ha, <laughs> yellow uh, yeah, pages. Right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good luck with that. Everybody, you know, they land on doorsteps, and people just throw them out. That's such Speaking, a waste. 
You mentioned two-factor, and I have to say, I get logged out, or Game Center wants me to log in yes. all the time. What is with that? And so it's like, weird. hey, you're on the same device you were just on a day ago. Let's text your fucking iPhone again so you can go back into Game Center. And so then the kids are using their iPads, and uh, and they're like, what does this screen mean? And what, what do I do now? And it's uh, so Apple has got to keep us logged in. I don't know what the problem is, That's but weird. it's really annoying. I, have I don't that. I don't get that at all. But Hank has gotten that an awful lot. Like he would just be like, "What's my Game Center password? I don't know. How do I know?" <laughs> And um, I'm glad that we've I, secured our game center, our crucial high right. scores yeah. and achievements yeah. with a two factor authentication. That's super important. But speaking of okay. um, of how people never want to replace their iPads, we got these two new iPads. So there's a lot of iPad hand me down possibility here. And Anya, my like, oldest, how many was new like, iPads did you get? Two of them. And my my oldest was like, you know what? Uh, I would like to keep using this big like she has the original. I think the original Retina display iPad, full size iPad. She's like, I kind of want to keep this one that that Liam knocked off the bed that has a cracked screen because, like, all my progress is here. Uh, so I don't want to use one of the new ones. I will keep using this one with a cracked screen, which I thought was fascinating. But yeah. you didn't tell her she could, like, move all her progress? Well, in order for her to do that, I'd have to really do some iCloud backup <laughs> space wrangling because it's all on mm. either mine or Lauren's iCloud accounts. So we'd have to delete our backups or upgrade, and I'm totally not upgrading. I just... uh. Sorry, uh, I was gonna, just going to say that I'm kind of surprised that, speaking of Game Center, that the Apple Watch Fitness stuff is not in Game Center yet. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, I've thought, and and I don't know if maybe it's because they're still they're still trying to make it more accurate, but or make uh, Game Center better, or make Game Center better. But uh, you know, I mean, it seems like that's one of the things about the Fitbit that everybody yeah. likes is the competition aspect. Of yeah, it. that that does seem funny. I I would that does now that you point that out, that seems like a no brainer. Took someone with a note. So now we know. Now we know. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, yeah right, right. <laughs> that and wasn't like, insightful. It was stupid, but I'm surprised nobody thought of it before now. And it's it's definitely a popular Fitbit feature. And I have friends who are like, hey, did you die or did your Fitbit stop working when you stopped logging steps there? So that's interesting. I want, it's like Apple is trying to make it that it's not a competition with your friends, but a competition with yourself. I think that's the philosophy that they're trying to embody by well, not, why not doing it. Why not gamify it, honestly? Just, and, yeah. and, and honestly, so I tried to use... I had my phone, after my Fitbit broke, I was using my phone to track my steps. And you, there's a way to get the Fitbit to like, if I go into the Fitbit and look at my own progress, it's like, oh, you've taken all these steps and walked all this distance. But somehow it doesn't feed into like the competitive thing. Because if you go and look at the list of friends, it's like, no, has inactive since blah, blah, like months ago. And I was like, I don't know why it doesn't work. So <laughs> thanks, Fitbit. Yeah, no, I think you're right, though. It should be in Game Center. Walking and, and step logging is something you want to do with lots of other people. You know yeah. another fun thing to do with lots of other people, by the way? What? Learn read, stuff. Read ad copy? This episode is also brought to you by Skillshare, where you can explore thousands of online classes in design, photography, business, and more. Join a learning community of over 1 million creators to share your work and collaborate with students around the world. Learn from the world's best teachers. They've got teachers for design, like Aaron Drablin, who's an expert in logo design. Envision's got courses on web design. They've got photography teachers, including Ami Vitali from National Geographic, Jeff Johnson from Patagonia, Daniel Krieger from the New York Times food section. They've got business teachers like Seth Godin and Simon Sinek and Guy Kawasaki. Learn at your own pace. Watch classes on your own schedule. Learn by doing, which is one of my top five favorite ways of learning. Create real projects and get feedback from the Skillshare community. You can watch bite-sized video lessons. Uh, a video that is bite-sized fits on a smaller iPhone. Probably you can't bite it. Anyway, so watch bite-sized video lessons and complete most classes in under an hour. Uh, the affordable monthly subscription gives you unlimited access to the entire catalog of more than 1,000 online classes, 
Learn from anywhere and download classes to watch offline since there are Skillshare mobile apps for iPhone and Android and iPad. So go to Skillshare.com and get three free months with the discount code REBOUND at checkout for new customers. Our thanks to Skillshare for their support. And remember, go to Skillshare.com, use the offer code REBOUND, three free months. And now I'm hearing music. I don't know if it's just me or if it's everybody. Are you having a there's, stroke? There's... <laughs> There's some yeah. beautiful acoustic music playing in my head right now, and I have no idea what it is. Can you hum a few bars? Uh, it also ended now. I was just like, there was a jingle that literally played <laughs> me out of that ad read. That, that <laughs> was the ad read jingle. <laughs> that was crazy. Okay. Well, I hope you're okay. Um, I'm dying. I, you mentioned the iCloud backup a, like a storage space uh, yeah. in a, minute, a moment ago. And while I was gone this last week or two as I've been traveling... I decided, you know what? Now is the perfect time to upgrade my Mac <laughs> Mini to Yosemite and then to upgrade to Photos because it sucks up all your bandwidth. I'm like, I'm not home. Nobody right. needs that. So I actually did that. It surprisingly yeah. enough went out, went off without a hitch. Um, so, but I, I had to upgrade my iCloud storage space because I didn't have enough space for all my photos. Mm. So I went up a rung to like the, what is it like? 100 gigs or something 200 gig i don't know it's whatever i had like 25 and oh, i so paid you, had or, you were already paying i was already paying a little bit because i had a larger one back okay. in the uh mobile me days i guess yeah. um and so i went up a rung figuring as much as i want them to uh drop <laughs> change their crazy ass storage prices uh <laughs> that'll certainly encourage them <laughs> I'll get around to it. They've been pretty good about like when they change stuff, prorating and getting, you know, giving you your space back and stuff. So um, I haven't yet turned on the iCloud. It's very odd because I haven't turned on the iCloud photo library for my iOS devices yet. So it hasn't like synced everything down. Um, I'm still trying to sort of figure out how to do it. It It's weird because you have to go around and like turn it on everywhere. Um, But yeah. I upgraded because it was one of those things where it's like, okay, it ends up being, I don't know, it was like a hundred bucks a year, maybe was it, or four bucks a month. Four bucks a month. So it's fifty bucks a year, or so. Yeah, and it's like, no, nah, that's not bad, and that's two hundred gigabytes that'll hold me for some time, um, because I think I probably have like, yeah, I think I would have twenty to, or thirty gigs of photos. So I would have to go to that level too. Which um, I, I am still on the free plan. <laughs> That's why I that's have, impressive. That's why I have not synced my uh, my photos yet. Yeah, I'm on the free plan as well. Okay. Yeah, and you're just not you're just you're not. using Google Photos though, right? Right. I'm I'm using yeah. Google Photos, yeah. and it's awesome. It gets better and better too. Um, and like I now I get these push notifications from Google Photos every once in a while, where it's like, hey, we made a new animation, or hey, we made a new collage, um, based on these photos. And each time, I'm like, well, how good could it be? And it's really good. <laughs> It'll say like if you took, you know, because especially as parents, but I guess everybody does this now when since they have iPhones and things taking their pictures, but you don't just take one photo of the moment. You take like eight so you can make sure you get one good one and that's the one you post on social media. But um, they'll take all eight and make a little flip book out of it. And it's uh, it's fun. It's fun. I don't know. I'm very impressed with Google Photos. You should all use it. Switch. So Switch you love Google. you love Google is what you're saying. I love the Google. So let I me just, ask you. This is Yeah, the, please. Would you get a Google router? I barely read anything about it, but <laughs> uh, I no. like that you come prepared to this show. <laughs> I barely welcome. read anything about it, but no, is that what you said? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I'm not. Gonna, yeah. I mean, I it. Uh, I don't even love that I use Apple's router <laughs> like his Apple's routers cost too much. But uh, I mean, if I had to replace what I had, 
I would either get whatever's best reviewed or the Apple thing. So, so. yeah. So explain the benefits of this thing because uh, I, I I don't know that I have a good explanation of the benefits. <laughs> I don't really have a good explanation of the detraction either. I think it's more interesting as a strategic move on their part. I mean, and I will say I own an I have an Airport Extreme that I've had for five or plus years now, and. I it is definitely more expensive than some routers, although yeah. a lot of the really nice ones that get well recommended these days are above a hundred bucks, depending on if you're getting sort of one that's like the speedy variety. Um and so I bought this, it was probably 130 maybe when I bought it five years ago. And it is hands down the best router I've ever had, has required the least maintenance, um, is still running strong, and even though it is like an older generation router, it still does great. Like I have I've had zero complaints about this router in the five years that I've had it. And in that time previously, I easily went through a router every year or two because I would buy like a shitty Linksys router and it would die. Um, so I and I've recommended to a couple other people and my, my cousin bought one and he's like, oh, yeah, thanks for recommending this. You got one of the newer ones. It's like the little tower. And he's like, yeah, this thing has been awesome. So much better than my old router. Um, and then meanwhile, like when my girlfriend moved into a new apartment, I got the one the wire cutter recommended because like, oh, yeah, I trust the wire cutter and I got it and I just it's i don't think it's good <laughs> i do not think it's a good router i've had a lot of problems with it it drops signal um especially has has had some issues with ios devices and its range is not what i'd hoped for uh and it, it has a craptastic user interface and that's, that's the one yeah. thing that the airport does great is it has a really good user interface well so that's the thing about that supposedly you know everybody was agog about the google one is that it was makes it easier to set up and to me the airport is already pretty easy to set up. And even if they make it demonstrably better, I only do it every once every five years. I mean, so Nevin Mergen was saying that he has to fiddle with his constantly for some reason. And I'm not sure exactly why I don't feel like I have to do that every once in a while. I do have to restart it. Uh, but all I, you know, that's all I, I usually restart it and then clears up whatever problem I'm having, but I've never, I never have to change settings on it. And so, that that setup process like i said i do like every five years when i get a new one or whatever it is and so it really doesn't make that much of a difference to me if it's that much easier to do well and i don't think it's here's the thing it's not for us because we're all people who are pretty comfortable dealing with that but i it is for a lot of people who just go and buy the cheapest router off the shelves right because Think about it, right? Comparatively, if they go, you're a person who has like some, you know, like a cheap laptop or something, you walk into a store, you're buying a router, what are you going to gravitate towards? You're probably going to gravitate towards one of two things. One, the cheapest router you can find, or two, something with a brand name that you recognize. And so that's the the place where I think Google has a lot of potential power is they're a name that everybody knows. And they're like, oh, yeah, Google, like they make stuff that I use. I would probably buy a router from them. Um, and so the downside to that is definitely pricier than most of the competitive ones. But I think that the, the thing that is sort of setting it apart right now is that it's, it's clearly positioned to be a, like a home hub of some sort. And that's where there's a lot of, we're right on the cusp of that becoming a huge thing, I think with all the automated home internet of things stuff. And so Google saying, we've got this device that's going to work seamlessly with a lot of those other devices, whether that's true or not, um, that's I think that's potentially a big deal for them because they want to be in your house everywhere watching you at all times. <laughs> and that's why I don't want one. Yeah. <laughs> and that is to, I mean, to me, that is a concern. And I know there's no evidence of that currently. But I don't know, even their their 
disclaimer was not terribly convincing. Right. As soon as like most companies who sell routers do not need disclaimers. I'm just going to go with any of those. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I think there is something to be said for trying, like I understand why they are positioning themselves that way because so many of their services are online. It makes sense in the same way that Apple, I'm sure when Apple started making, you know, airports way back in the day, part of it was we can ensure good compatibility with our products, right? Because how many times back in like the 90s did you deal with like a Mac that wouldn't work well with another, you know, some other device from that's like a cross-platform device because Apple stuff was quote unquote weird um, and, you know, just had an unusual configuration or something. Whereas, so, so this, you know, Apple's like, well, we can make, if we make this, we can ensure that it works great with all of our stuff. And so I think Google in the same way, since so many of their services are online, if they're like, well, we can ensure that we provide the best experience possible for, you know, people using our products, that makes a lot of sense for them. Yeah. So, I get it. it I, makes sense. I think it's interesting. It's an interesting move on their part. Uh, I am not switching from my airport anytime soon, um, but I think it's it's showing that I think there's going to be a lot of, and I'm really interested to see what the Apple TV does as far as this goes, because there's rumors right. about it being like a home automation thing. And I think that, frankly, that's what's going to be next for Amazon too, right? They're going to take the, the Echo, Echo yeah. and they're going to make it become a router and Possibly. do other things. Um, also, the Echo remains a, an interesting part of my family's technical setup, thanks to you, Warren, you You're bastard. You're welcome. But for, I, they made several changes recently. Have you caught those changes or no? I have got a few. Incidentally, is your is your Echo in your room with you or is it out in the house? It is. It's in the kitchen. So okay. Far next away. next time you go in, is it, what is it? Listening because we're to gonna us? we're gonna talk about yeah. it and we don't want it to hear. You should ask it what is love. <laughs> well, they, so they've added a ton of clever responses that were many of them were uh, fans submitted on Twitter. Their Twitter account saying like, "What jokes do you want Alexa to be able to tell?" Or what famous lines from movies? And so now, like, it knows quotes from Toy Story and. Princess Bride and, and various things that were, were fan submitted on Twitter, which is interesting. But then uh, they changed the name of the app. Yes, the I app, saw that. The of. app used to be called Echo sort and of. is now called Alexa. But if you open it, you'll still get an Amazon Echo splash screen briefly. Right. The device is still called the Amazon Echo, they, but they the have app some is now called problems. Alexa. At some point, they're going to change the device name to Alexa, well, I think. You know, the trick is that because the Amazon work conditions are so bad, those tiny people working in your Echo are really just treated really poorly. <laughs> One of them is named Alexa. Poor Alexa. Poor Alexa. She's very sad. Um, I am still enjoying, I, I like that they roll stuff out to it very constantly. Like it would have been very easy for that to become a product that got consigned to the dustbin and was just like, oh, we tried this. It didn't work. But they actually seem to have a pretty active team working on it and improving stuff um, because the link, like the stuff that it links into, like the home automation stuff and it, they improve their Google Calendar integration and a bunch of other things. And so yeah. it's it, it becomes more and more interesting. I think it's a device that has gotten more capable since I got it. I'm still not, you know, like the Apple Watch. It's like, well, it's kind of a wacky thing to have around the house, but um, I still like it. And unlike the Fire Phone, it's actually gotten decent, yeah. at least some decent reviews. Yeah, it never made sense to me for Amazon to make a phone, but you know, they learned that yeah, lesson the hard way. Everybody has to make a phone. Damage. Everybody makes a phone. <laughs> the Lex phone. I'm not making a phone. Oh, really? Okay, I'm making a phone. There you go. Thanks. We needed that. Um, Yeah, well, so we've got a a rumored Apple event on September 9th then. Are you going to go? uh, Sure, why not? I think I figured I'd crash. (laughs) Just show up? Just show up. 
do you know who I am? Oh, yeah. And then, I, then when they say that. no, I say, great. And then I sneak past them. You need to periscope them. <laughs> <laughs> I have literally 20 people watching this live stream. Are you going to kick me out? <laughs> 20 angry people. 20 angry people. Nine of them are my mom. Um, <laughs> she's so angry she's so mad about this time, she, all she wants know to know why. is apple stuff um i yeah it, uh, I, we're kind of in that period where it's like we haven't quite hit the rampant speculation although there's a there's a decent amount but it's interesting that by this point previous years i feel like we knew a lot, had more. A lot more information yeah. yeah so maybe they're keeping things so, under wraps or there is there were some rumors that stuff would be delayed and not ship until later but i don't know if i buy that possible yeah. new colors Ooh. is a thing right like pink phone there was like a like some images of a pink phone rose i'm sorry rose colored <laughs> oh like a rose gold yeah like the but like yeah a little bit like the uh, the watch the, the, the edition yeah yeah uh and then you know uh, four inch phone daddy keep, needs a four inch phone keep holding out <laughs> Don't stop believing. <laughs> Hold on to that feeling. <laughs> well, I gotta figure Could out you if do I'm... that in the Pee Wee Herman voice, please. <laughs> Don't stop believing. Hold on to that feeling. <laughs> this show is not what it once was. Oh, it's so much better. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's better with Pee Wee's voice. Not everything. <laughs> I think. I think everything. Yeah. If you could choose to let Pee Wee Herman be the voice of Siri, would you do it? No. Oh yes. No. Totally. At least for okay. A while, for I'll a remind while. you. <laughs> <laughs> At least for a while. I I if you lasted more than two hours, I would Can be I impressed. Just, actually, here's a, a Siri complaint. I travel for work sometimes, as you guys may know, and when I do that, uh, hotel rooms are first of all the clocks are usually lousy. A lot of times recently, I found they have clocks that like aren't visible in the dark, which is stupid, uh, and. Like, I always wake up early in hotel rooms. I basically wake up on Eastern time, whether I'm in Eastern time or not. So I wake up at like 6.45 a.m. Eastern, even if I'm in L.A. And so when I wake up and I realize I'm awake, I don't want to open my eyes and expose myself to the world. <laughs> That's I never want to expose myself to the world. That's terrible. But I don't want to open my eyes if it's too early still because I want to do my very best to keep myself asleep for as long as possible. So instead of opening my eyes to find the clock and figure out how to see it, I'll say, hey, Siri. What time is it? And sorry to everybody whose phone I just interfered with. But um, Alexa, play Billy Joel. Um, just see how many people I can screw with now. Uh, so, I'm not editing this episode, by the way. So, Mom, I, I want a sandwich. <laughs> um, okay, so Google. When you, when, you ask, when you ask Siri what time it is, and it's early, um, she feels like she has to make a joke. And that's a moment where I want Siri to just shut the fuck up, tell me the time, and be quiet again. Because I'm trying to stay as sleepy-ish as possible. So I'm like, hey, Siri, what time is it? And it's like, uh, it's four three. It's 4.33 a.m. It's way too early. Or it's 4.33 a.m. You woke me up, Lex. Like with a real attitude in the voice, the way you know they can do with, with Siri. And it's like, oh, just great. shut up. And it's got like two what or three jokes, it, and that's it. The time is 10.16 a.m. See, it won't yes, do it for you now right. because it's, it's a normal time. I, I like to think that it's just your Siri, Lex. Nope, yeah, it could nope. be. Right. <laughs> nope. Uh, although, if you if you say the wrong time of day greeting to Siri, she'll often correct you. Like, say goodnight, Siri, right now and see what happens. I've heard about this. Yeah. I've heard this. Good night, Siri. Good night. It's 10.16 a.m. Dingus. I said good night. Did you hear the indignation in Siri's voice? I said good night. Like. 
She yeah. thinks you're an idiot. Yeah, if you yeah, Hank was doing that with like you say Merry Christmas and then she's like, it's not <laughs> August. Maybe Aren't we're you all Jewish the virtual, <laughs> Maybe we're all the virtual reality simulators trolling <laughs> Siri. Merry Christmas with a last name like Friedman. <laughs> <laughs> I think you mean Happy Hanukkah. <laughs> oh, that's a feature it doesn't have yet. Get on that, Apple. Lex, it is the Sabbath. You shouldn't be using your phone. <laughs> <laughs> really judgy. Really judgy, Siri. Yeah, when you put meal times in during uh, during Yom Kippur, it gets really upset. Yeah. Make a lunch meeting for Yom Kippur with my rabbi. <laughs> I'm sorry, Lex. I can't do that. Can't do that. Um. So here's a question for you, as, please. Um. So I recently switched my phone plan slightly because AT and T announced some new plans, and I turned out I could get another gigabyte of data and unlimited minutes and texting, which I did not have before, for the exact same price. Seems like a reasonable buy. So that was good, but I'm now on the fence about. So AT and T has its like crazy. I think they call it Next, which is its like frequent upgrade program, where you you know pay a certain amount uh, every month and you can like trade your phone in more often. Yeah. And I'm kind of on the fence about do I do I buy a new phone this year? Um, because I previously I I've skipped some of the I skipped the five S, uh, and I didn't feel like I you know lost anything huge by that um but there's there's upsides and downsides because on the one hand it's like i could get a new phone which would be great um and it would give me some opportunity to write some stuff about it but at the same time i it's all weird now with the whole like it's no longer subsidies but it's all the you have to like pay the amount of your phone and then if i want to kind of like feel keep feeling like maybe i want to switch to t-mobile because they do have so much so many better because deals. Lex, because Lex constantly tells you to. No, yeah, well, probably some of that. I got Lex on one side, I got my girlfriend on the other side. That is an uncomfortable <laughs> position to be in. And how. And how. Amen. So, but I don't know, I used to, you know, Lex, you did all the math when you did your iPhone up, your upgrade. Uh, and I'm just trying to figure out if these, I wonder about these, like, frequent upgrade plans. Because it has become such a thing that, you know, a new phone comes out every year. And it's like, well, do you buy the new phone or do you make the old phone last as long as possible? Or do you like, you know, use yeah. it for the two year lifetime? I'm in the Verizon, like where I get a new phone every year <laughs> plan. And I'm, I, I have no idea how it works or anything about it. Other than the fact that I'm sure, I, I'm sure I'm getting screwed. Um, Someone but, just shows up on that day and throws a phone at your head. Here's but, your new yeah. phone. But at the same time. I am. You paying, love having the new phone. I love having the new phone, and I'm still paying for for both my line and Karen's line. We're paying less than what we used to pay on AT and T. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, meh, you know, as long as it's less than I used to be paying, I feel like it's okay. So the the tricky thing with T Mobile's deal is, I'm paying this 15 bucks a month. I'm going to be able to trade in this six for whatever comes next if I want to, and keep paying the 15 bucks a month. But uh, after 18 months, I can trade up to three times within 18 months. But after 18 months, I have to get a new plan of some sort, a new phone of some sort, and give this one back or right. buy the pay the difference. Pay well, whatever 15 times 18 months is. That's right. the delta. So the trade-off is that you can't go outside the carrier to, like, sell off your phone, right? 
Like you have to either trade it back to yeah. them or buy it off them and right. then sell it out. And and sometimes right. you can get a pretty good deal if you go to like Gazelle or something and like sell your older phone. Yes, that is part of the trade-off. But I mean, the nice thing with the T-Mobile phone at least is, and this is getting truer with more phones, but like the T-Mobile phone is already unlocked. I don't have to deal with yeah. AT&T or anybody else. Like if I wanted to switch, I could buy it out and then use it anywhere. Or it also right. has really good resale value because it's unlocked and I can sell it to anybody yeah. who wants an iPhone 6 to use with any carrier. Um, so it's not terrible, but... I don't know. I want to have the new phones, I guess. And so this way I don't have to lust after other people who have it and be jealous. Wait, you're lusting after the people or the phones? (laughs) All of it. I'm lusting after people with phones. The whole package. I kind of miss uh, not having the old phones lying around. (laughs) Partly because I'm a hoarder. Um, But uh, it was also just useful a lot of times. Like if you ever wanted to run the next upgrade to iOS and you didn't want to run it on the phone that you carry with you all the time you had yeah. something lying around also to compare like and that's that's yeah. problem i run into is like i considered uploading like putting the ios 9 beta on my phone but then i won't have anything running ios 8 which means nothing stable and nothing if i want to oh is this feature new in ios 9 yeah. I, I have to like spend some time doing you know research or find someone who also has an ios 8 phone tech writer problems it is a tech writer <laughs> problem it is i'm just running ios 8 whatever because i'm too old for new things <laughs> I get them when they say Lex Freeman now. who used to install beta software on his like devices a week after they came out. Yes. Yes. Well, I mean, when I was getting paid to do it, then I, who cared if I suddenly couldn't write for Jason for a week? I was like, sorry, Jason, I put, I put beta software on my <laughs> Mac a, and it that, no longer works. That was a feature, not a bug. <laughs> yeah. Then it made total sense. Now. Now I'd be screwed, man. Right. All right. Now he wouldn't get his free iPad. Shoes on the other foot. Yeah, it is. And the foot is on the other foot. <laughs> I got nothing. And the foot's kicking ass. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I feel like we should have uh, ended the episode when Moltz made a funny joke like 10 minutes ago. Yeah, that's probably that's true. Still, I can't remember what it was. We, we the still go back in time and do that. <laughs> No, it was like post. It was a little after people. Nah, it's all good. This is all gold. Every minute of this show is gold today. Today? (laughs) Just today. Just today.